Welcome to the Start With Heart podcast, uh, where this time we interviewed Jeremy Camp. This was fun. Um, I've been close buddies with Jeremy for over 20 years. Um, I work for him as well. I'm the executive director for his nonprofit called Speaking Louder. And we've had a lot of quality time together over the years. Um, and he's the real deal. And you ask anybody in the industry, he's in the Christian music industry and he's been in it for a long time. And you ask anybody in the industry um, about Jeremy Camp and they say, that guy's the real deal. He practiced what he preaches. He's, he's true and authentic. Um, and he's also a really good musician. And so he's professional. He knows what he's doing. He sold, I think, four and a half million albums. He's got a movie coming out. I don't know if you know that. No. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm excited about that. He showed me a little trailer thing. It's, it's rad. So I, he's just, it, he's been blessed. He's got the hair for it. He does. And uh, you name it. And, and he's a great guy. He really is. He's a great dad. He's a great friend. Um, he's a great husband to his wife, Adrian. Um, and he's a real deal. So having the opportunity to interview him on this podcast was great. He's had a lot of experience in leadership. And, um, and so it's just a, a thrill. So a lot of laughs with that guy. Um, he's a jokester, as I am. And so whether it's uh, bantering off one another, making fun of each other, it's just it's good times. And um, I love interviewing musicians. I really do. My dad's a musician and um, I just love talking about talking about music with people, but then also hearing their lifetime of experience with music and um, what that's done, I, especially when we talk about heart, because the musicians who ha have found that true niche, uh, the beauty of music are those who play from the heart, sing from the heart. They're doing it from the gut. And it's a beautiful thing to see. And, and Jeremy's definitely tapped into that. Um, and, and it's, you can, I've been on the road with him countless times and seen it from stage, but also see it backstage. And that's the most beautiful part about it. So I think one of the things that really spoke to me during, you know, interviewing Jeremy was, is that, you know, you look at him, you know, the guy on stage and saw all these albums and we talk book, everything that he's done, but man, he's a leader. Yeah. Like he's a leader when he's doing what he's doing. He's out on tour and whatever he's doing and, and in his household. And he actually talks about how he does it on the road and how, when he comes home and, you know, I loved his perspective on purpose because yeah. as you search for it and as you go for it, he's like, it's not easy. Yeah. It's hard. And the people that you're traveling with in life, um, it's really important that, that they know that why you're here and why they're there. And he gives some really amazing just insight into that from, from his perspective. And that was super valuable to me. As, as yeah. we both say, we learn on these podcasts as much as we love to do them, but we learn yeah. a lot. Um, so, uh, yeah. So thank you so much and uh, for tuning in. And this is the podcast sponsored by The Collective Global. podcast brought to you by The Collective. Uh, my name is Brad Stinson. My co-host is Danny Williamson. And uh, we're bringing you today singer, songwriter, hair we all wish we had, golfer, <laughs> father, husband, and friend, Jeremy Camp. I love many things of that. I think the one that I love the most is the hair that you wish that you had. Because yeah. Danny definitely wishes that way because he has gray hair. <laughs> I am white. He's about so very white. Yeah, and I, but I love it. You, you, you look, it looks good on you, actually. Thanks, bro. It's yeah, good to awesome. have you here, man. Yeah. Thanks for calling me a golfer, too. I appreciate yes, that. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jane. Thanks for being with us today. We appreciate Absolutely. it. Um, so to get started, uh, we want to say that uh, when we say start with heart, 
what's the first thing, since that's the name of our podcast, what's the first thing that kind of comes to, comes to your mind, comes to your heart of, you know, what you do every day and how that starts with heart? Maybe give us some insight into that. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think for me, it's, you know, when I'm touring around the road, there's a uh, very much a you can be led by your mind and, and do all the practical things but you know with my guys personally they're constantly looking to me for either affirmation you know like am I doing a good job and so I have to think above just what the practical things are because everyone is looking to me going okay how's today how are you doing today uh, you feeling okay and they're wanting to know how I am and making sure that I'm happy and so it's it, when you say start with heart it does because when you lead practically constantly then people are their heart is left kind of in the shadows that's yeah, great. Yeah. Well, Jeremy, I've known you for know. two decades. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's amazing. Two decades. Um, and I've awesome. kind of, I've seen your career and, and uh, just, it's been amazing. But so you've had an immensely successful music career, right? Uh, best-selling albums, number one singles, packed touring schedule, right? And then you also wrote a book called I Still Believe. Yeah. Way to go. Thank you. High five, bro. Thanks. Yes. <laughs> All right. And, and you even launched a nonprofit called Speaking Louder, which I'm very familiar with. Yes. And, uh. <laughs> Would you mind sharing just a little bit of backstory in each of those? The music, book, and even the nonprofit. Just the, yeah. your backstory of your heart behind those, why you got those going, uh, why you took off in a music career, yeah. why you chose that. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, music for me was kind of a, uh, I don't know, it was my, my dad playing music, you know, growing up. And so sports was my thing, and music wasn't even a, a thought in my mind of me playing. And it, one day I kind of asked my dad, I was 14 years old, and I just said, hey, dad teach me some chords on guitar and so he taught me some chords and so there I am playing and, and all of a sudden I'm going man I really really dig this and pretty soon what happened was I started writing my first song and my first song was was literally my heart um, you know I, I love Jesus that's my that's my whole reason why I do what I do I'm, I'm a Christian I go out and I, I proclaim his name and so you know for me I'm like singing this song and it's my heart literally on my sleeve mm-hmm. and when I realized that you can do that and I played my song for the first time for somebody, I went, Oh my word, this is incredible. Like, you know, what an opportunity to share my life and to share, you know, things that God had done in my life and with people through music. And so I think really, honestly, the heart behind it, people ask me, you know, why did you get into music? And it's because I can wear my heart on my sleeve and actually proclaim all the things that, that God is doing in my life. And, uh, he started giving me songs that, reached out to people and reached into their hearts. Mm-hmm. And so I saw that being an effect and I'm like, that's what I want to do. And then he started opening doors for me. You know, I worked hard in what I do, but if I always tell people mm-hmm. don't kick open doors, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can work hard, but like, you know, and this is, this is my practical aspect of me yeah. being a Christian, you know, but yeah. I'm letting the Lord kind of lead me. But, uh, it definitely was a, a thing where, um, I saw the effect on people's lives. So I ran forward with it. And then a book was just an extension of that. Mm-hmm. was, wow, okay, I know music can be a massive part of reaching someone's heart. Um, this book can share my life um, and what I've been through. I, I lost my first wife to cancer, you know, 17 years ago. And, you know, Danny here knew uh, Melissa, which is, that's why we have such a, mm-hmm. a, a close bond. Um, but I wanted to share that story. And I wanted to share the hope behind, you know, getting through this. And it was my relationship with the Lord. And so, you know, that whole thing was the reason why I, you know, did the book. And then you go, oh, wait a second, I have a platform now. Yeah. So it's all, I mean, if you think about it, it all kind of lines up in order of like, right. I started with music going, oh, I can, I can reach people with this. Oh, the book actually is a whole different side of it. I can share deeper than, yeah. and then the ministry, speaking a lot of ministries, which you're involved in, Danny, Danny's ran it for, you know, how many years now? Oh, four years. For yeah. four years. Yeah. And, uh, 
you know, it's been an amazing journey. We've seen some incredible things. But that was an extension going, okay, I can use my platform now to reach out yeah. around the world. And so, you know, this has been a progression of things throughout the years where God has opened doors for me. And I'm just going, okay, it's, it's a heart thing. It's, yeah. you know, we're seeing a heart's being transformed in India and Uganda. Yeah. And we just built a medical facility in yeah. Uganda, which was incredible. That's, and in Tepe, yeah. <laughs> building houses in India, <laughs> yeah. you know. Wow. So, um, yeah, it's super humbling for sure. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. Thanks, bro. Um, and then also due to the nature of this podcast, being on, on leadership, and you've been in leadership circles for a while, whether it's even leading worship, whether right. it's leading music, whether it's leading uh, your bandmates, whether, yeah. it, whether it's leading a ministry, all these things. So what, are, what would you say are the three most important leadership characteristics that someone could take away if they hear this and like, okay, I'm going to make these a staple in my life? What are three staples for you for those? You know, I think a, a, a big thing is finding, I don't know what the, the start word would be, but it'd be finding the right positions for the people that are under you. Um, that's mm. a huge one. That is their gifting. Yeah. So, and I'll give a story sure. because I actually have a practical story of this. So I had a, a guy who was my sound man and my road manager, um, he had to leave and, and he was like, you know, I'm going to get off the road. Okay, cool. So I went, you know what? Perfect. My sound man, all he does is not all he does, but yeah. you know, he's behind the thing just for the show, getting yeah. the sound ready. Hey, do you want to tour manage as well? Yeah. So I'm going to give you an opportunity to tour manage. I'll pay you more, you know, here you go. A couple jobs, but it's stuff that he can handle. I thought. And so pretty soon we found ourselves like I was butting heads with them. And I mean, yeah. he wasn't butting heads with me, but, but I could tell there was tension and sure. he was always awkward around me. And I mean, seriously, you know, just awkward around me. And I'm like, what is happening? Yeah. And it hit me right away. Yeah. He wasn't in the right position. His Huge. gifting was not as a road manager. He was an amazing sound man, an amazing production guy. And so I, and this is where, uh, the, another aspect of leadership comes in. So that's yeah. one. Humility. Mm. And this is huge because I think a lot of times leaders so think huge. they have to like have this power trip to show their leadership. And I'm yeah. like, that's complete opposite of what, what leadership should be. And so what I did is I came in, brought him in the back of the bus. I remember yeah. I was like, I'm going to apologize to you. Yeah. I apologized to him wow. because I put, I said, I put you in the wrong position mm -hmm. and you're not flourishing. You mm -hmm. flourish in these things. And I said, you're an amazing sound man. And that's the gift that you've been given. Yeah. And so I encourage him with that. So, you know, you have, you have the putting people in the right positions, yep. whatever that would be called. Yeah. yeah. Humility. Yeah. And you have encouragement, encouraging Huge. your, yeah. your, the people that you're with in what they're doing. And a lot yeah. of people, here's what I've realized. Cause I'm the same way. Yeah. I sometimes have a hard time encouraging when everything's not perfect and this is not uh, good because I'm a perfectionist. And so yeah. I'm like, uh, yeah. well, you're not doing that one thing that great. But then there's 10 things that they're doing amazing. Yeah. And so what you have to do, if you want to bring something up, always say, man, these things you're doing really well, Absolutely. but I mean, encourage you in this, this yeah. I'm noticing there's a lack thereof and that's huge, 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 huge. Yeah. Um, and those kind of are three, I mean, you can say there's a fourth is, is serving, you know, yeah. where you like, you want to show them that you care and that it's not all about them serving you because yeah. then they're going to have more respect for you. So Absolutely. those are elements for me for sure. Yeah. That are huge in leadership. I love that encouragement factor. It, it really, it's, it goes with heart because you're showing 
look, I care about you. There are some things I'm going to yeah. bring to your attention that need to correct, but first, so you, that you know my heart. Totally. And, and I'm for I you. Like for you. That's, yeah, it. that's exactly what it is. And then it's like, okay, I can receive that correction so much better. Yeah. So, huge. Yeah. So, that's yeah, that's something I've learned, still learning, yeah. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Student of leadership, right? Yeah. That's what we all are. We're never going to be masters of it. No, so. for sure. Yeah, that's and right. to stick on the heart thing is, well, you know, what the questions we always, the uh, three questions we do like to last, ask every guest is, you know, what, what, what makes your heart beat the most? What makes my heart beat the most? Mm. I mean, if you're going to ask me that, yeah. I'm going to tell you it's, it's uh, my relationship with the Lord. And, um, and to some people that might not be anything, I think, but for me, it just is. And, and I think that because it gives me something to, you know, uh, eternally hope for. And so I think I look at that and I'm like, that is what makes my heart beat. But then honestly, too, my family, you mm-hmm. know, if I, if I really want to go into it and all these uh, leadership qualities, they merge over to your family as well. Yeah, they do. You know, great um, it's like if you, you can be good in one, really you can't really be good in one and not the other. It's either, I mean, you can, but if it's in not instilled in you, it's not instilled in you. Yeah. You know, it's going to carry over how you are at work, how you are at home. It's going to carry over how you are at home, how you are at work. It kind of right. goes hand in hand. Um, you know, if you find yourself being good at one and not the other, then, you know, try to figure out why, you know, like that's, that's an issue. There's an issue in whatever position you're in, like, you know, cause it should just be a natural thing for both, but it really does translate to your family. I mean, you want to serve your family, mm-hmm. remain humble. You want to encourage them. You want to, but you want to also in a sense discipline by, you know, sure. saying this is not the correct way, whatever that looks like. Yeah. Um, I think that's huge for yeah. sure. So what makes your heart break? My heart break. Um, when I see people hurting, it makes my heart break. And what I mean by that is, you know, um, I've, in my travels, um, there's a lot of broken people. Mm-hmm. And I get to hear stories from broken people a lot. And I think when the broken people don't have hope, when you see that they don't hope, have hope in their eyes and they just seem hopeless, that breaks my heart because I know that there's hope. Yeah. And I've seen in the midst of the hardest time in my life, losing my wife to cancer, that I've, I've had hope, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and that's through Jesus. But for me, it's like, there's hope and there's, there's family, there's friends as well that love you. And, you know, I think so my, my hardest thing that breaks my heart is seeing people that, that don't walk in that hope because it's there. Yeah. And I would say you definitely made a difference so far in your life. And, and, and one of the questions that we ask is, is what difference do you want to make in the world with your time left? What's that difference? <sighs> you know, I, Halfway there, bro. I know. We're 40. I know, bro. Don't say that. <laughs> Halfway there. Dude, single tear just went down my eye. If you're watching the video, you can see it. If you're not right now, it's there. <laughs> Danny's laugh crying right now. <laughs> I'm right there, bro. Because he feels the same pain. Um, you know, honestly, I think it's... Uh, I, I want people to, for the rest of my life, and just for even my... Innocence legacy, even though, you know, it's a weird term, but, um, that I was someone that, that cared deeply for people and that I lived my life fully, uh, for the Lord. And, uh, that would be my, my goal. I want, I want, I want people to, to see that part of me. Not, I don't really honestly care at all. If people ever say, if I die, like, well, he was an award winning, but I have, that doesn't even do anything for me. And, I, and Danny, of course knows, cause that's been. You know, we talked about that. What's, what do we want people to know us by? Yeah, you know? absolutely. But um, I want them to know that I was a, a man that, a man of my word, that had integrity, that loved my family, that led well, and that loved Jesus. 
That's awesome. Awesome. That's awesome. So uh, one of the things that we do next is is that we actually um, pull up and uh, we're going to show you some oh. pictures, right? We're okay. going to show you some pictures, all yes. right? So here's what we're going to do is that I, a lot of people are going to go, you know, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? I'm like, time. I don't want the first thing that comes to your mind. I want it to roll past your mind into your heart. Yeah, I like that. So yeah, okay. what's the first thing that comes to your heart when you see you know, these pictures. And the first picture is a picture of guitar. So, you know, obviously, you know, we wanted to know what's the first thing that comes to your heart with this? Um, I have to say um, purpose. Okay. You know what I mean? Awesome. When I look at like, God's given me a, a purpose with that to go out and proclaim, mm-hmm. you know, hope. So, That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. That's great. That, I tried to get the closest to your first Taylor. Is that? That is. It? Is it it? Look at that. I tried to get it. Not sure if I made That's it. It's actually really impressive. Hey, bro. That might be. It's a little, a tiny, tiny bit different, but yeah. I care. Thank you, Danny. See, <laughs> Danny has heart. <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah. Go to the side. This one. All right. All right. Next one is a coffee cup with a Bible. Uh, my dedication. Mm-hmm. You know, um, this is this is my everything. Waking up in the morning, spending time in in God's Word. Cup of coffee. I mean, it's just like this is like my dedication. Like, you know, this is like yep. it's my thing. Especially you know, yeah, the coffee thing's huge because I can't do that. Read you that if I don't have the coffee. <laughs> I can't wake up without doing that. Nearly impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Wow. Band in India. A band of brothers is what I think about actually when I look at them. I mean, it's funny. It's the first thing that actually pops in my mind. Awesome. Yes, the crowd. There's a bunch of people there in the background. Um, so there's impact and there's uh, memories, but thinking of my guys that that go with me everywhere. That's huge. And they're good guys. Yeah, really good guys. Yeah, I've got to roll with them quite yeah. a bit. They're good awesome. guys. The globe, picture of a globe. Oh man, opportunity mm. ah, to wow. go into all the nations nice. mm-hmm. to proclaim the gospel. So that's yeah, I love that awesome. opportunity. Yeah. Oh man, that's the my kids. family. The kids, ah. the kids. <laughs> Gosh, comes to your heart. I know. I, it's there's so many. It's like when you look at that, I'm like, there's so many emotions. Mm-hmm. I mean, my my heartbeat, my motivation, you know, to be a better man, to be a better father, um, to be a man of integrity, because they're they're looking to me, you know, as their father. Um, so I want to be the best man I can, you know, because of them. Thank you. Yeah. Gosh. Adrian. A rock of support. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, rock of support. Like, she has been, you know, she's, I've been gone for, you know, in a sense, since we've been married, been married 15 years, and we've had three kids, one who's 14, one who's 12, and one who's seven. And she's basically, you know, tackled that the whole time. I mean, we've traveled together a ton and been a huge part of doing stuff together. Um, but she's had to hold the fort down a lot. And so strength and, and uh, a rock of, of just foundation for this family, you know, for sure. Um, and that's why it's extra for me to have to step in and, and really take the reins when I come home and, yeah. and to be that leader, you know. Mm-hmm. Thank you, man. That's yeah. good. Thank that's you. Awesome. Way to marry up, bro. Yeah, dude. I know. <laughs> Seriously. Not I don't deserve that. <laughs> so. None of us do. Yeah, exactly, dude. <laughs> I love it. Um, so good. So in your opinion, what's the, not kind of going back into a few things, uh, what is the greatest threat and obstacle for hope and healing today? Because you get to travel all over, you see all of America, you've seen a lot of the world. 
What would you say is the greatest obstacle that's preventing hope and healing today? That's a big question. Yeah. Um, for some reason, what pops in my mind, <laughs> it is, and this is going to be a, a very practical, weird thing, sure. um, but I'll explain it. Yeah. I'll make it bigger than what it is. Um, I think the day and age of, of just social media and media in general, because I think it comparison is the robber of all joy. And so I think what happens is, and this is just, this is a small portion of that question really, but you know, I think we have live in a very self-serving society. And so, you know, everything is, Hey, whatever you do, do whatever makes you happy. And that's not necessarily a a correct statement or correct kind of thing to to abide by because to some people, some things that make them happy are not good things. You know, let's just be honest, you know? And so you have to kind of define that, you know, and then you can start getting to, you know, moral yeah. <laughs> structures of life, of course. Yeah. But yeah, I think that when I think people start seeing how <clears throat> other people are doing things or other people are succeeding or how, how quote unquote happy people are because yeah. they put their best foot forward on, on these platforms. And I think a lot of people just feel just kind of like my life's terrible mm-hmm. and we live in a very narcissistic society. So what happens is people start looking at themselves so much that, there's no reaching out. There's no looking to anybody else. And if you're looking to somebody else, it's looking to somebody for just comparison or what mm. they're doing or how can, I can, how can I be like that person? And then you're missing out on the calling that God has in your life or the calling that you can step into to fulfill, you know, really um, your purpose. And so I think that people um, are looking at so many other things and not realizing that there's a specific gift and purpose for each person in this life, you know? And uh, you can't look at it through a lens of somebody else. You have to look at it through, okay, what is my gifting? You know, Mm. what is a gift that God's given me? And you can step into that gifting and then flourish in your gifting. Because I have a lot of people tell me, you know, I want to, I want to play in front of thousands of people. What do I do? And I'm like, okay, first of all, stop, stop. Stop. Like, don't have that mindset. Like, first of all, I don't know if you're even any good. Like you you say, I don't know. You might be terrible. My mom says I sing good. I'm like, what? Of course, you know, it's a voice that my mother can love. But, you know, it's one of those things where you have to just go, I don't know if that's necessarily what you're supposed to be doing, you know? And I always say, start off small and and be faithful in the little things first. And if the increase comes, then you can walk towards that. But um, people just want to jump into the big and and they forget the process because really the process is what helps you grow and helps you deal with things. It's the process through it. It's the struggle through it. And, um, so I think it's finding your purpose and people don't find their purpose because they're looking at what they either think is the most glamorous Mm. or what they just, that's going to be the most fun for me. And it's like, well, you'll have joy if you're, if you're walking in your purpose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's the comparison thing's huge, huge. What it is true robber of joy. I mean, my dad used to say comparisons are odious. Oh, I like that. Ooh, it's true. The yeah. wizard. I know. The <laughs> wizard. That's a, that's a like Danny Trump Dad. card right there. It's odious. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Totally. <laughs> so with that, you know, I love the purpose question. I think that, you know, we all want to search that. I think uh, one of the questions is, you know, one of the statements that I say all the time is, you know, we don't, the goal in life is to find your purpose. The goal in life is not to find your passion. Right. Right. Your right. goal is to find your passions and figure out what you like about those passions, sure. yeah. but they better be leading you towards your purpose. That's and right. Once you find your purpose, then you can go deep into Leave who you've been called to that. be. Yeah. So when people are following their purpose, is it easy or is it hard? No, it's not. It's not like, always. Can you talk about yeah, that yeah. a little bit? Like yeah. what are some of those struggles maybe you had or you can warn people because purpose isn't easy, yeah. you know? And mm-hmm. so talk a little bit about that because I think that's something that everybody wants to know. Is, you For know, sure. Yeah. 
I think that, you know, people automatically think that if they're in their lane, you know, and their purpose that it's like, Oh, if I'm in my lane, I'm just, it's just going to be easy. And that's actually not true at all. You know, I'm, you know, with me personally, it's like, there's so many things in my purpose that are, that are difficult, like leaving my family. That's one mm-hmm. of them, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you can say, well, it's, it's easy cause I'm in my, my lane and my purpose and I'm able to go in front of a thousand people and do this and do that. It, that doesn't matter. It's mm-hmm. like my, I got to leave my family, you know, mm-hmm. I got to have sleepless nights and I got to have, you know, difficult conversations and I still got to lead people and people are still people, you know, so that's not easy. Even <laughs> as a leader, you're like, I still got to lead people. Humans are still human, you know, and that's yeah. hard. Um, so even in my own thing where it would seem like, I mean, that's gotta be the best thing ever. It's like, there's so many things and pitfalls and, you know, and just exhausted nights and t- tears I've cried where literally I'm looking at my kids' pictures, you know, when I first started, we don't do that much anymore. Cause I'm like, nope. But where you're like, man, you're a month old and I just left you for a month. You know what I mean? Mm. And stuff like that where you're, it's sacrifice. Sometimes purpose has sacrifice too. And you have to be willing to um, be okay with the sacrifice. And some people just aren't. And uh, so you got to find the people like my wife, you got to find the right, you know, spouse because she's okay with the sacrifice. I mean, it's not easy for her either. It's not like she's like, this is great. Like I I love when you leave. I love when, I mean, some wives might say that, you know, but, but you know, my, but my wife is like, I, you know, I want you to, I love when you're here. She always tells me, I'm so, it makes me happy in your home. Um, so no, it's not always easy. And so your purpose might have those difficult things and and situations that uh, arise that you just have to say, no, but, but this is my purpose. And, and you do find that um, joy in that mm-hmm. in the midst of the trials and tribulations that, that may come because of it. Thanks for sharing, man. It's yeah. important for yeah. people to hear. Absolutely. Um, all right, we're going to get in some fun stuff in a second here. Um, but I, leading into that, what's, what's one way that you, can, that you recharge when, when, you're, when your mojo is down? Man. Honestly, golf. Golf is. And so yeah, the fact that you said golfer earlier too is a huge compliment. I'm not really. I mean, I'm okay. But You're better than me. I'm way Which better. I see the swing, man. It's good. It's yeah, good. yeah. It's I got good. a decent swing. Yeah, yeah. it's good. It's good. good. And when better. you get a hold of it, it's like, whoa, that's yeah. far. Yes, that's really exactly. Far. I've been working on my my precision. It's actually gotten better too. Right? I love it. Yeah. Um, Us little guys, we gotta hit the ball far. <laughs> yeah, I, did. I mean, why are you, why dude, you like, high five? Six foot one, like <laughs> why high five me? I'm just kidding. <laughs> little, I know, bear. seriously. <laughs> These big guys just. Danny nice six one two thirty. I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> just kidding. no, no, no. no. <laughs> it's a joke. It's a joke, guys. He's not. I just want to see what he'd say. He's been our friend Thanks, for years. Bro. I can say that. <laughs> He's really buff. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, I think you know golf is one of them. Yeah, I think awesome. uh, riding my motorcycle is one of them. Right on. Can't do it at the same time. Be weird, you know, golf and motorcycle at the same time. But even like a cross, I guess. Um, <laughs> Sounds like an awesome or pop, or, or a polo. That's what it would be. Polo. Be another new thing. Yeah. Um, that's. That's a big refreshing. I think, too, honestly, um, reading my Bible is huge, yeah. too. That's a refiller. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more of a necessity. Yeah. If I don't, it's like yeah. that's food in my soul, you yeah. know, and so that's a huge part of it. Um, yeah, those yeah. are things. Awesome. Very good. And this time we call joy time. Ready? Joy time. All right. So it's got to be pretty quick off the cuff answers, which okay. I, I know you'd be able to do this. All right. Would you rather people not come to your wedding or not come to your funeral? Not come to my funeral. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I won't know. <laughs> <laughs> great point. Great point. All right, here we go. Favorite cereal? Um, Fruity Pebbles. <laughs> That's disgusting. Listen, yes. let me explain this real quick. Yes. I never eat it. 
anymore. But I used to pound it on the bus all the time after shows. So when you say favorite cereal, I'm like, it's actually Fruity Pebbles. It's my favorite cereal. I don't eat it anymore. But uh, uh, Corey, right. we need a graphic at the bottom on that, yeah. man. Fruity oh, yeah. Pebble pop Fruity up. Pebbles, yeah. For sure. Oh, I love it. Okay, are you a lark or an owl? Oh, um, I'm definitely an owl. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I believe it's that. Easy. High five or a hug? Captain Cheese. Oh, I'm a hugger. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a hugger. I can, yeah. Yeah. European vacation or island getaway? Island getaway, I realized. All right. Yeah, I can tell you that right away. Okay. Island getaway. Good deal, good deal. Okay, you ready? Yes. Doterra or Young Living Essential Oils? Doterra. <laughs> so I mean, ready for that I was, one. I was ready. I was <laughs> you hear that, Doterra? If you're listening? <laughs> Got a rep right here. If you want to. All right, here we go. Yes, you have to decide. One year without shaving or one year without a haircut? A year without shaving, for sure. Because <laughs> hair can just get nasty and looks... Like yeah. you were in Bible college? Yeah, I'll do the beard, though. Beards are cool. <laughs> yes. Like Duck Dynasty. So. Yeah, Bible college, quiet. Uh, okay, okay, you have five minutes to spare. Okay. All right. Text or phone call? Phone call. Okay. Phone call. Good deal. Good deal. That's good. All right, here we go. You have to decide. Cardio workout or weights? You know what? Lately, <laughs> used to be I would always say weights. He knows that, but but lately it's been cardio. Okay, because I'm getting older, so yeah. I'm like, I've got to make sure my heart's all right. So, yeah. Okay. That's, that's got good. it. Wonderful. That's fun. Good times. Good times. So, um, Jeremy, if people want to get a hold of you, I mean, you're pretty well known. It, it's, is there a website that that you could direct people to? Yeah, there's JeremyCamp.com. Uh-huh. Okay. Twitter is at JeremyCamp, okay. and you do some speaking too. I do. I do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I've. Uh, I don't really say it to anybody because it's not like he just did. I, but I, uh, it's one of those like I I enjoy it when I'm doing it and realize yeah. I love it. But it's like the wait, can I really speak? You know, yeah. it's that feeling. Yeah. But then I realize, well, I am an evangelist and yeah. I love to yeah. to preach, but also speak. So I'm speaking on the missions conference in California in January. Yeah, so, yeah. so we yeah. Oh, there we go. So we uh, <laughs> we kind of wrap up with one last question: If people want to start with heart what advice would you give them oh man you want to start with heart then make your decisions based on heart and not your mind first you know what I mean you know I think sometimes um, if you want to start that way I mean sometimes your heart can lead you astray though so that can be difficult so you got to have some mind in there as well you know what I mean you don't want to be like well I feel this way and this person is like well that person might not be the best person you know what I mean <laughs> that you're being compassionate you know so so don't really erase what I just said yeah. but I think um you got to find the balance. If you want to start with heart, you do have to find the balance of both, you know, yeah. practical aspects of what we talked about. Um, but make sure your heart's always there. Don't leave your heart to the side. Mm, wonderful. Awesome. Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us, Jeremy. This Thanks. has been Thanks, awesome. Brad. This has been great. We know. Thank you again. My name is Brad Stinson, co-host Danny Williamson. What's up? And uh, <laughs> thank you. We out. Thanks. Uh,